0: A Sunday. We are two games into the National League Championship Series, uh, two games deep the Cardinals went down, 0-2. We have plenty to talk about. Uh, look, I-, I would under, I-, I would understand if this episode of Prospects After Dark ends up becoming kind of a bitch fest. I completely understand going in that direction. Uh, hopefully it isn't that, hopefully hopefully we can have some pretty solid uh, a discourse. Jack in a Bunch of Numbers says, yo Kyle, hello Jack in a Bunch of Numbers, how are you Drake Man? How are you? Look, uh... We've got a couple things to talk about, of course. The prominent issue, I'm sure, during Prospects After Dark is going to end up being the absence of the Cardinals offense in the first two games of the LCDS. Uh, what up, Forever Cards? How are you, bud? Uh, I would imagine that the other thing we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about over the next hour or so. Uh, is the Cardinals pitching, which has been pretty good. Uh, Jay Clark 1999 says, Free cafe. Yeah, I would imagine that tomorrow we'll see uh, Jose Martinez in the starting lineup and that's the right move to make. Uh, What happened at Bush? Uh, uh, Just an an ass-kicking clinic, unfortunately. Uh, D. Jones says, I'm headed to Game 5. If there is a Game 5, D. Jones, I hope you get a Game 5. I do think the Cardinals will win at least one game. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Isaac Hopper says, okay, let's get the negativity started. Who's your first guy you drop from the lineup? Look, I think the obvious answer is probably Dexter Fowler. Uh, we'll see how that all goes. You know, I, I think Matt Carpenter probably finds his way out of the lineup. I'm not exactly sure how they'll do it. Uh, there's a chance Tommy Edmund plays center. Matt Carpenter stays in the lineup and Jose Martinez goes to right. The one thing I feel confident in is that we will see Jose Martinez in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, how the rest of it adjusts out is, is the big question. You know, I'd put Edmund at third, I'd have Jose Martinez in right, and I'd do Bader or Rosarena in center. The Cardinals need a rangier outfielder, than Dexter Fowler in center if they're going to put Jose Martinez in right, in my opinion. Uh, I can't spell, says Fowler looks great, Cardinals Hall of Famer or Cooperstown. So somebody brought up a good point in my DM, or my mentions rather on Twitter, is we're all singling out like our least favorite Cardinal, right? You have people who are singling out Harrison Bader. Uh, same, people who are sing- singling out Matt Carpenter, people who are singling out Dexter Fowler, when the reality is none of the Cardinals are hitting and they're all playing pretty bad. In the NLDS, the Cardinals were carried by Marcel Lozuna and Paul Goldschmidt. And while Goldschmidt has a hit, neither he nor Ozuna have hit particularly well. Uh, so this is a full-team effort is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, look, Fowler's been terrible. Uh, I know that there was a play in center that he might have been able to get that, we, that he didn't get that we all feel confident Harrison Bader would have got. I get that. Uh, what I know is it's time to spice up the Cardinals offense, their lineup, and hopefully Mike Schilt does that. Josh, what's up? Uh, have a smack. It says, Edmund to the top, Jose and right. Yeah, so that's the other thing I would do. Again, I'd probably have uh, Edmund, Edmund leading off or Wong leading off, the other one hitting second, depending on how old you ever you wanted to do it. I'm fine either way. I think Jose Martinez goes to center. Uh, goes to right, I mean, and again, I am on board with uh, uh, Harrison Vader or Randy Orozarena playing center. I think the offense needs that shakeup. I don't know what's going to happen. My guess is more than likely Dexter Fowler plays center, Edmund plays third. Uh, but we'll wait and see. You never know. Fowler could, or, uh, Carpenter could play third, and Edmond could play center. Uh, Victoria, how are you? I'm glad that we're gonna do prospects after dark Free. I'm sorry you've had kind of a crappy day. Uh, I, I'm sure it was Cardinal related. Uh, but hopefully we can work on through it. Uh, hello, Christian. How are you? Nice to have you aboard for Prospects After Dark. Jay Dizzy says, uh, you have twice as many clothing items as last time. Yeah, I added a clothing item, something we can take off later in celebration. Look, the Cardinals haven't earned my nudity. It's important that the Cardinals earn my nudity or else I'm not going to give them. Uh, I won't take off this shirt tonight. The Cardinals haven't earned it. Ethan Klusner says, wouldn't mind seeing Randy get a start. That's where I'm at, too. Look, I uh, here's what I think. Look, I try to put myself in Mike Schilt's shoes. Just thinking about myself as Mike Schilt, hearing what he says. I do think Jose Martinez starts. I don't know how the Cardinals could get away with not doing that. I think more than likely Dexter Fowler is in center. And it's just a matter of what happens with, with, Ed, or with Edmund or Carpenter. I don't know what's going to happen at third. Again, I would hope... Edmund gets a start at third. More than likely, that's what happens. You just never know. Uh, But I am on board with subbing out someone in center, whether that be Randy or Harrison Bader. I know that sounds crazy, especially against Strasburg. That has a recipe for disaster. But I think if you put Jose Martinez in right field, you need to do a better job of covering ground out there. And I think Harrison Bader might be the right answer. Eric Thomas said, Eric Thomas, our good friend, said just heard the Cardinals won the Central. That's right. Good work. Uh, VHS says other fan bases keep saying Bush is empty, and they are right. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, especially Friday night, and I get it was cold and all that stuff. Uh, Saturday, I was surprised by how many empty seats there were, and it's a really interesting dynamic. It's a really interesting thing to talk about. Uh, Ashley and I were talking over the weekend on Friday night as we saw all those empty seats, uh, you know, in Illinois, and I thought to myself, like, if you're Mr. DeWitt, like how do you feel about that? You bought the organization and it's thrived and thrived and thrived and now you have an NLCS uh, that you're kind of, I mean, y- you weren't the favorite for by any means. You were the fourth on the chart uh, of the four remaining teams to get to the World Series. But this is what this team and this organization and this fan base has been clamoring for and here we are and they're not selling out the stadium. It's really interesting uh, and it's a fact that it's happening. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, you'd go to Busch Stadium and it's, they would tell you what the attend, the tickets sold were, and they would also give you the attendance number. I wish the Cardinals would do that again. I know they won't because it makes them look bad, uh, but it's something I would like to see. Christian says, Kyle, I expect nudity and I'm sorely disappointed. Well, when the Cardinals win a game, I'll take my clothes off. Uh, but you're right, you should be disappointed. Everyone should. Uh, would Jack in a bunch of number said, would you consider dropping to Young and Fowler for other players tonight and tomorrow? Uh, I am not on board with Removing Paul DeYoung and I get it. Like I just and again, so DeYoung has been somewhat iffy in the field. It was nice to see him get a hit the other night. He has one of the Cardinals' four hits so far this series. Uh, so I don't like if you're going to take everyone out. DeYoung's been terrible. I get it. Uh, I'd probably leave him in there. And again, part of my complaint with removing Paul DeYoung is it's hard for me to put Tommy Edmund at short when Tommy Edmond hasn't played short. You know, Mike Schilt missed a lot of opportunities down the stretch. To get guys time that needed time at positions where they need time. And uh, it didn't happen. So while I would like maybe a potential Carpenter, Edmund, you know, Randy in center, and Jose Martinez in, in right field, I don't think any of that's going to happen. So unfortunately, yes, I'm starting Paul DeYoung. I'm hoping that that hit he got, by the way, he looks surprised to get that hit, carries him into the start against Strasburg. Uh, let's see. Kyle, love me more, I need love. That's a Grammy, I love you, buddy. Graham, I love you more than life itself. Uh, I'll let you out of your cage. You've earned it. Sports Cam, a sports nerd cam, what's up? Uh, Josh Stuckey says, Dexter is still taking decent at-bats, and I still won't start Jose. Uh, you know, I would definitely start Jose. I, now, again, it's tough because anybody you start tomorrow, you're starting against Steven Strasburg. So if the Cardinals aren't successful, you have to keep in mind that they're still starting against Steven, Steven Strasburg. You know, it's kind of like Scherzer. Scherzer and Shadows. And again, I don't think that the Shadows are an excuse, but when you go Scherzer and Shadows... You're not lining yourself up for success. It's tough. You know, Adam Wainwright struck out 11 yesterday, and Adam Wainwright was beautiful and brilliant, and I love it. But Adam Wainwright struck out 11, and I think that should give us some idea of how tough it was to hit. Not to diminish what Adam Wainwright did. That was an awesome start, a great move. Stayed in the game longer than he should have. Mike Schilt has no feel for that, and he's shown it over and over again. Uh, Made some bad pitching decisions in both nights, in my opinion. Uh, uh, We'll have to wait and see how that all pans out. But I get the sentiment about not starting Jose Martinez. I just think it's time to change things. I feel like it's been time to change things, even though the Cardinals won the NLDS. It was time to change things a little bit in the NLDS, and then they scored 13 runs. Uh, it's time to change things up a little bit and see what you get. Um, <laughs> Christian says he's an equal opportunity hater. Uh, weakens the bench, hurts the D. Again, so that's where I'm at with the D. Like I do, th- I, You're right, it does hurt the D to put Jose Martinez out and right, and that's why... I'm on board with putting Randy in center. It's it's a drop-off from Harrison, but not huge. Uh, it's an offensive upgrade over Harrison. Maybe not necessarily as big as I wish it was. Uh, but I also think like that you've got to do something different in, in the outfield in general. Uh, and you've got to hope Marcelo Zuna starts hammering the ball. Uh, Kyle, you look strong tonight, so will the cards tomorrow. That's right, good life, Sean. Sean to you, Sean Gransky. Again, we're drinking four roses. We're going to be drinking four roses for a while. G. Brown 512 says they all suck right now. That's the bottom line. The only guy who's hit well is Jose Martinez in the shortest and smallest of sample sizes. I'm about getting him in the lineup for one game against Steven Strasburg because I don't have faith in any of the Cardinals to get a hit. So you might as well put the guy in the lineup that has two of the Cardinals four hits or whatever it is, right? Because it's uh, Jose Martinez has two, Goldschmidt has one, and DeYoung has one. March Hayden says, I can't do this tonight. I'm going to go cry some more. March March Hayden, don't cry, bud. Don't cry. We're all on this together. Get yourself some booze or get yourself some sweet treats. And let's eat and drink our problems away like uh, we were meant to as human beings. John Greco. Hey, what's up, John Greco? How are you, bud? Uh, what's that tell you that we have so many whipping boys? That the Cardinals lineup probably isn't good from the get-go? The offense probably got away with being subpar for longer than it should have. Uh, and here we are in the in the playoffs. Uh, uh, wishing for more. But it probably also tells you, like, as I try to formulate an actual real thought, uh, that the Cardinals are a streaky lineup built around streaky hitters. And when they're hitting, they're hitting. And when they're not, they're not. And when they're not, it's loud. Uh, when they are, it's loud too. But when it's not, it really hurts. Drake Mann says, Why do you think O'Neill was left off the roster? He could have been a great power bat off the bench. For, uh, Drake Manigan. So Drake, you know, we talked about this a lot during Prospects After Dark. More than likely it came down between Tyler O'Neill and Randy Rosarena. The Cardinals probably like Randy's ability to play the field a little bit better, uh, than Tyler O'Neill's. And the one thing we can say about Mike Schilt now that is obvious is he doesn't like guys who strike out. Uh, now, Randy is gonna strike out, not as much as Tyler O'Neill, and that's the big difference. And I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, there might be some injury thing there. I don't know for sure. I doubt it. Uh, one thing I do wanna raise my glass. Ashley sent me the picture of Tyler O'Neill's pup. That passed away. So to Tyler O'Neill, the O'Neill family, and that beautiful, cute little puppy uh, that was all grown and just had to pass. We raise our glass to the O'Neills. Uh, that's heartbreaking stuff. But Drake, that's my guess. Uh, Josh says, Jose Goldie, Ozuna as 345. Seems like a good idea. Edmund and Wong at 1-2 deepens the lineup. Yeah, I would imagine that. I like that too. But I would imagine you'll see Yadier Molina batting five and then Jose Martinez batting six. Uh, more than likely. that's. I just imagine that that being the case. Uh, we need more offense, so we insert Bader. <laughs> no, exactly. Look, I agree. But the question is, is the combination of Carp, Edmund, and Fowler less offensively, uh, more offensively deficient than having Edmund, Jose Martinez, and Harrison Bader. Uh, I, I again, I would rather have a Reina in center. But what I'm saying is, the way Dexter Fowler is played, something needs to change. You've got to get Jose Martinez in there. I uh, let me. You don't have to get Jose Martinez in there. I appreciate the thought trying to get Jose Martinez in there. I appreciate jumbling up the lineup a little bit. But I just think that whether it be a Rosalina or a Bader, and again, I'm very much on board for a Rosalina. I would rather have it be a Reina than Bader. I just think it's more realistic it's Harrison Bader because of how my, uh, Mike Schilt operates. I just think that that's how you get it done. And truth be told, like any little bit of offense, any little bit of new blood that you can get in there, you try to do at this point. And I understand. You guys know I'm not the world's biggest Harrison Bader fan. I've been critical of him and his ability to strike out and swing through breaking pitches uh, like Randall Gritchick used to do. But something needs to change. Something needs to change. And it's not like Dexter Fowler is catalyzing. It's not like, you know, it's not like there's a guy that I'm asking to take out of the lineup that's been really good for the last two months. The last month, I mean. Those guys don't exist. Something needs to change. But you're right. The point stands. Uh, Sugafi says, do you think the Cardinals win game three? (sighs) Flaherty versus Strasburg is so tough. It's a coin flip. Anybody who tells you it's not. I do think they win game three. I think they lose game four. And then game five is a complete crapshoot. Uh, the Cubs were in like third or fifth. Uh, that's correct. Uh, I can't spell. Said we overpaid Fowler by about 30 million so far, according to math. That's funny stuff. Uh, is it possible that they take out De Young from the Anon Poke? Uh, I don't think they take out De Young. Uh, again, I don't think taking out De Young. And again, so this is where we get back to like. What's best for the Cardinals? DeYoung's one of the few guys that have a hit in this series. Now, he's looked terrible. He's struck out a ton. He's been really bad over the last little bit. But even over the second half since May, when he was really struggling, since mid-May, where you look at his numbers and you're like, he hit 218 with a 280 on base percentage. There were still little times, like four or five different times in that 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 bracket uh, since the middle part of May, where he would have 10 games where he hit 330 with a bunch of home runs and get on base. What you're hoping for now is that that's the this hit that he got the other night is the catalyst for that. Will it be? I don't know. I don't think they take him out. I doubt it. You're not going to put Gyro Munoz there. He's a terrible fielder. He can't hit very well either. Maybe you put Edmund there, but the Cardinals didn't put Edmund there down the stretch. They put Munoz there, so it shows me that they don't have the faith in him. Uh, so no, I don't think there's any chance that DeYoung comes out. Uh, Brian, uh, J underscore five says, is Montero getting enough consistent at bats playing behind India and the AFL? Montero's getting a ton of at bats. He's not doing much with them. Uh, but that's how the AFL works. Look, that's, not, what he's going through is not uncommon in the Arizona Fall League. A lot of times it's somewhat of a timeshare, uh, depending on how injuries shake out. Is he getting enough at bats? Look, we all overblow, uh, a little bit of the, uh, oh god. Uh, we all overblow a little bit. Of the Arizona Fall League and how important it is for development and blah blah blah. Look, that's that is one of the dynamics about the Arizona Fall League and trying your hardest to do what you can with a little bit of opportunities that you get. Uh, so, is he getting enough at bats? Probably not, but that's just business as u- usual in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, Bader would K four times. Yeah, maybe probably. I mean, I don't blame you if you think that. Uh, M- B R Chef says, if you're Mike Schilt, who's the Randy A of PAD? Uh, so what are you saying? Like the guy that I'm constantly—who's the one guy that no matter how well they do, you're constantly hoping finds their way into the lineup? It's Tommy Edmond Although Tommy Edmond's earned it, uh, probably Harrison Bader. Yeah, I'm probably blinded towards how good they are, something like that. Uh, Matt Carpenter. Marquarden says Cardinals on my shit list right now. I get it, Marquarden. They're on a lot of the the fans' shit list. And again, I'm not trying to be a rights holder. I'm not trying to cover up for them. But it is the NLCS. The Cardinals made it to the NLCS. Uh, All we've bitched about for the last three years is how bad they are, how they haven't made the playoffs. And here we are in the NLCS. Now, I'm not asking you to not be pissed at them. I'm not asking you to take them off of your shit list. But what I would ask for every Cardinals fan to do is keep perspective on the situation. Now, again, I'm not, I'm upset too. The way that they're hitting is terrible, Uh, the pitching has been pretty solid. The managing, to my, in my opinion, has been subpar. Uh, but they're there. And they're still only down 0-2. And they've been down before and they've won a series already this this playoff. So I'm not I'm not as dapper down as everyone else is. I get why they're on your shit list. But let's wait until they lose. See how they lose and figure it out from there. Uh, I Can't Spell says, people forget how bad Jose Martinez is in the field. And how he didn't really hit all year. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. But Jose Martinez... Also, hit really well coming off of his, uh, not at the major league level, uh, he hit really well coming off of his IL stint down at Memphis, which again is just AAA, and then started turning it up a little bit before we got into the postseason. And now, you're right, but what we're talking about is one game, we're not talking about a permanent substitution. He's the only guy who's got hits, he's the only guy who's given, like, he's one of the few guys giving competitive at-bats, and something needs to change. Again, his at-bats in the last the last two at-bats he's gotten, are, are, are the last two at-bats he's had are more competitive and better than anything we've seen from Dexter Fowler. They're better than anything we've seen from Matt Carpenter. Other than that last at-bat for Paul DeYoung, better than anything we've seen with Paul DeYoung. Better than Harrison Bader. Like The Cardinals have to be aggressive now. They're past the point point in sitting on their hands. They have to be aggressive. So you're right. His defense is bad out in right field. Uh, the Cardinals are smart. They'll put somebody in center who can kind of ad- adapt and adjust to that. And we'll see where it goes from there. But to sit on their hands right now, uh, and continue to run Dexter Fowler out there and Matt Carpenter and, uh, you know, whoever else. Paul DeYoung's the one exception because of short and the lack of real options behind him, even though I believe that Tommy Edmund can play short. I've seen him play short. I think he'd be fine there. Uh, it's not going to happen, though. Uh, the Cardinals need to adjust. the time to adjust. And at least Jose's getting hits. Uh, He might not get a hit against Strasburg tomorrow, and then you can readjust for Game 4, but I feel more confident now going with somebody who doesn't look hopeless at the plate, like Dexter Fowler or Matt Carpenter, uh, for somebody who's got a couple hits and has had some really great at-bats. The other thing about Jose Martinez is Jose Martinez is really good against top-tier pitching. It's always been one of the things that he's really good at. So I look down and I see Jeff Niehaus is in this. I also see that Mr. Jason Hicks, the godfather of prospects after dark, is in this. Mr. Hicks... Uh, I raise my glass to you. Jeff Niehaus, I raise my glass to you. My, my pad people, I raise my glass to you. You, look, uh, uh, faith is not lost. Let's not lose our minds just yet. Uh, let's remember there's still plenty of baseball to play. Know that tomorrow is a very, very important game. Be sad that Jordan Hicks isn't pitching out of the bullpen, because that'd be huge. Uh, and go Cardinals, you know. So to Mr. Hicks, uh, the godfather, Madame Hicks, uh, uh, Jennifer, the, the queen of prospects after dark, and the prince of prospects after dark, Jordan Hicks, I raise my glass to the Hicks family. I don't think anyone forgets, to your point, I can't spell, I don't think anyone forgets that Jose Martinez is a bad fielder. Uh, I just don't think we care right now because we need hitting. Uh, John Greco says, Boring team, no star power equals empty seats. I do think that there's some truth to that. Although what's really interesting is there was a chance that that could have been Adam Wainwright's last start at Bush. It's not going to be. He's going to pitch next year more than likely. Uh, But that stadium still wasn't full for that. So, you know, if, if this fan base... Isn't going to get up for an Adam Wainwright playoff start that might be his last playoff start? Also, for Max Scherzer, who's pitching against Adam Wainwright, the hometown guy, then I think that there's more issues than just the star power locally. I think there's something more to it than that. Uh, While Paxton is out already, I'll be damned. It was weird, sad to see empty seats. I agree. Uh, Let's see. Can you just reiterate that Cardinals fans aren't racist and that we love Dex? Yeah, look, I, the whole racist thing, the Cardinals will be labeled, St. Louis will be labeled that until the end of time. Now, I will say that there's reason for the St. Louis to be labeled that way. There is an entire divide just five blocks to my north called Del Mar that divides basically white St. Louis City and black St. Louis City. Uh, it's, it's a whole long thing. The other thing about St. Louis and why the city and the county will never merge is because all of the white people who are scared of diversity because they're pussies Uh, moved out to West County in white flight Uh, because they're bitches and they're scared and they can't tolerate anything different than themselves that's a a human trait for as long as uh, uh, white America has been white America, which is for the beginning of America so I understand and there are studies that prove that there is a very, very strong racial divide in St. Louis but what I can tell you is in my experience what I've seen with Dexter Fowler is it's not race that drives the hate towards him Uh, there are people who do that I understand that uh, and that there is truth to that, but St. Louis itself as a fully like racist place where even if you're black, you, you can't get a ground up. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm a white male, uh, the, the, so I probably don't have a reason to be able to even chime in on it. What I know is my favorite player ever is this fellow right here, Ray Lankford. I hang his Jersey. uh, uh, uh he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Cardinals have plenty of black Hall of Famers. Uh, and as long as you're putting in the effort and you're doing well Cardinals fans are fine if you play like shit Cardinals fans get on you uh, uh, I I can't say that I ever I've heard personally at the stadium a bunch of hateful race etiquette or lack of etiquette towards Dexter Fowler or even Jason Hayward and there's that famous moment where that one person made up a bunch of shit about Jason Hayward and hearing racist things and blah 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 uh, all of that is just to say that I don't believe that the Cardinals fan base in a whole, Is racist. I do think that in any subset of people that aren't uh, uh, minorities, you're going to have racist people in there. Uh, Hopefully, that changes sometime. But the one thing I know about humanity, especially white humanity, is that we feel more comfortable around ourselves and we feel around anyone else. It'll always be that way. Uh, Well, it will probably be that way for the rest of my life. I hope that it isn't. Uh, And uh, that's my little rant on it. Uh, Look, people always feel most comfortable with what they're like. Uh, and that's a fucked up thing, but it's part of the reality of being human, and hopefully somewhere along the lines it changes. But again, to your point, I do not view St. Louis, especially the St. Louis fans and the people attending the games at Bush Stadium as racist. That's It's a fucking false narrative that is fueled by real issues. Hey, B-Love, what's up? Uh, Schultz is dying on the hill with the same lineup. He's an idiot. Good life, Sean. Hey, Kyle. Just want to say this is awesome. Good life, Sean. I love you, buddy. Uh, Sports Nerd says, realistically, do you think this is a real chance the Cardinals can come back and win this series? Yeah, you know, look at it this way. All it takes is a Jack Flaherty, just dominant performance tomorrow. The series changes. It's still 2-1 the Nationals, but it still changes. And I'll tell you what, the Dakota Hudson matchup uh, against Corbin uh, on Tuesday is going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, I think it's pretty even, and I'm anxious to see where it goes from there. But I do think that they can realistically come back and win. Uh, am I betting money on it? No, I'm not. Uh, Nick H 2018 says, Give me something positive to think about the Cardinals. I need it at this point. Well... Think about it this way: uh, If the Cardinals don't win the World Series, first off, they're not eliminated from the NLCS. They won the NLDS. They won the National League Central. They're in the playoffs. They're still a talented roster. Uh, next year, if Dylan Carlson is given the opportunity to, the Cardinals will have a like a serious stud in the lineup. If the outfield is open up to compet- competition, it's going to have like a serious connotation. Like, it, it, there's only there are things to get excited about. You know. I'm excited about Jack Flaherty pitching tomorrow. The Jack, as a as a baseball fan, Jack Flaherty going up against Steven Strasburg tomorrow is as good of a matchup as you can ask for. That is something worth getting excited about. Uh, and the one another thing, if you want to get excited, like the loss of average show you, and the Cardinals' history shows you that when they get shut out, all of a sudden they like to put up a bunch of runs really quick. So two straight games looking feeble at the plate might just turn into. Uh, runs in the next couple games. Mark Chayton says, 2-3 in D.C. or we are done. I would say 1 of 3 in D.C. Uh, uh, well, yeah, 2 of 3 in D.C. or they're done, obviously. They have to win 2 or 3 in D.C. Uh, Trey Rubble says, How do we balance the Cardinals' success this season with the fact that Mike Schultz is obviously flawed? That's a great question. Uh, so this is the same question that I think every team fan base deals with in regards to their manager. Uh, hi, what you hope for is you hope to see him learning. Uh, he has not shown the ability to learn from his mistakes, uh, especially in the postseason here, especially down the September uh, September stretch. So what you're hoping is that you enter next year and those things that he has a chance to reflect on adjust. Right now, uh, uh, I don't have the most faith in Mike Schilt. I would think that, whole, and again, that's. I feel like I'm beating up on him. I'm not trying to say that. I think Mike is a, a decent manager. I just want to see that, like, right now is crunch time. Right now there's a lot of pressure. Right now, like, every decision is the wrong decision, even the right one somehow. I want to see that he's capable of adapting to the wrong decisions that he's made in the long haul uh, after reflection. So my thought is let's not judge him just yet based on the decisions that he's making. Let's see how he adjusts to the decisions he's made. VHS says four roses is delicious. I knew you'd appreciate that VHS. Uh, If the cards get swept, was the season a success? To me, the season was a success. I thought the Cardinals would win, win. I thought the Cardinals would win 88 to 92 wins. They're in the NLCS. They won the NL Central. They beat a team in the NLDS. Like, is it a success? Look, I think that you could argue that anything short of winning the World Series isn't a success, uh, but it's definitely an upgrade over what the Cardinals have put together for the last couple years, and I'll take that upgrade, and hopefully it's a step in the right direction. Edmund has been robbed twice. That's a good point, uh, Havasumak. I agree. Lucas K says, Shortest and smallest of the sample sizes. Uh, you don't drink enough wine, to be honest. I love wine, Josh. Maybe we'll have a wine episode of Prospects After Dark. For card, shield has advocated for loyalty with the lineup today in the PD. Yeah, he's, he's a loyalty guy. No getting around that. Jay Dizzy says, Jim Beam double-oaked over here. Good for you. Uh, Stu Stiles says, I do not care about defense with Captain Jack on the mound. Score some runs. I understand that too. And that's why Rosa Reina is important to me. Because I think he's an offensive upgrade over... Harrison Bader without losing too much on the defensive side. And I don't think Dexter Fowler will find his way out of the lineup, but it's what I would do. Eric uh, Ethan Kluzer says, Shout out uh, to the old guy sitting behind me for letting Soto hear about his nut cup adjustment all game. I'm pretty sure that the, all he was trying to do was just do the dance move from Beat It from uh, Michael Jackson. Lucas also says, What's the point in having Munoz on the roster? This has been my issue from the get-go. Uh, if you remember, when we did the Prospects After Dark before the NLDS... I said that I would not put Munoz on the roster. He's only the kind of guy that you have on the roster if things go bad, and you can add him uh, in that situation. I would have liked to have had Tyler O'Neill, six outfielders. I know that's crazy on the uh, on the roster. I would have loved to have Tyler O'Neill as an option, but why is he there? Because he doesn't strike out, is my guess. Uh, graceness is yours. Let's say the Cardinals win the next three games. Who do we want to see them play? Well, they have to win the next four games. Uh, Who do we want to see them play? We don't care. It's the same thing with the Dodgers and the Nationals. We're doing pad during the NLDS. and People are like, would you rather have the Dodgers or the Nationals? Neither. I would like for the Cardinals to be given the World Series trophy during the NLDS after they beat the Braves. Uh, You don't wish for one team or the other because it's the playoffs. You're down to your last four teams. It doesn't matter who you play. Anything could happen. You never know who's going to have that one transformative start like Annabelle Sanchez has. You just never know. So you don't. Who would you rather play? Neither of them. You don't want to play either of them. They're the best two teams in the league. Uh, Who would you rather play? The Dodgers and the Nationals? Neither of them. They're two of the best four teams in the league. The last thing you want to do is decide who you want to play because it's a foolhardy exercise. Uh, Jack in a bunch of numbers says, do you think the Cardinals will trade Reyes or not? It seems like his time is up with us. How would that? So I get what you're saying, Jack in a bunch of numbers, but how would the Cardinals trade Alex Reyes? Who are they going to trade him to? You know, what kind of value would they get by, back for him? Uh, again, he's cheap. He, I get that. That gives him value as a dynamic arm when he's healthy. But if you're another organization, what are you trading for Alex Reyes? Not a lot, right? So doesn't it make more sense for the Cardinals to hold on to him? Uh, sure, if you're if the option is to DFA Alex Reyes, which apparently is an option, uh, then yeah, yeah, sure, you trade him and you try to get anything for him. Uh, but I just, I, look, I, I think if we're talking about a guy with a grade on MLB The Show, then yes, you can trade Alex Reyes. But I think it takes away from the fact that we're, we're missing that that's an arm injury. He's not a pitcher. He's an arm injury at this point. Uh, and until he's pitching in the major leagues... Uh, Nothing really matters. Uh, Almost 100% confident Astros or Yankees winning the World Series. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Victoria, hello. Uh, Drake Man says, would you agree with me that there's no way that you could trade Fowler with that contract? I am very confident that you would have trouble trading both Fowler and Carpenter with their contracts, even if they didn't have a no-trade clause. Uh, Now, you try to eat the money, but then what are you getting in return? You eat half of those salaries and you're getting Raider Ascanio in return? That doesn't do the Cardinals any good. Uh, yeah, I think it would be tough, and I don't even know if Dexter Fowler would agree to to to, to remove his no trade clause to make it happen. Uh, Josh says, if you look at the Youngs rolling, ex Woba, uh, it's pretty insane how far he dropped suddenly. That's yeah, been bad. March Hayden, I pray we trade Fowler and keep Ozuna. Again, I, that's unrealistic. You can pray all you want, but uh, there's no God, so good luck. Uh, Slat Timo says, think someone has mentioned to Ozuna that he should swing more or less level, not towards the moon. I don't think so. Look, to me, it doesn't look like his swing has changed. What looks to me has changed is how he's getting attacked. And it looks to me like he's getting attacked, like, up and in more, and he's not turning on it. Uh, Casey Camp says, If Carlson is not on the roster right now, does he play? Uh, If Carlson is on the roster right now, does he play? Think cards are regretting not bringing him up? No, he doesn't play. If he's on the roster, he's not going to play. The Cardinals are still going to do their stupid shit that they're doing. Uh, And also, like, Next year, again, I am in favor of a completely open competition for all three outfield spots like it should be. I think Dylan Carlson should be involved in that. I think he should have a chance to win one of those spots. But don't be surprised if we see Harrison Bader in center with Tommy Edmond in left and Dexter Fowler in right uh, for Game 1. Uh, I don't have any faith in Mike Schilt to make the right decision in that regard. So with that in mind, that's why I say what I say. Uh, St. Uh, Slat Timo says, does Edmond take over leadoff? for Again, if, if I'm adjusting the lineup for Game Three, yes, I do have him lead off. I have uh, Wong hit second. Uh, next year, how does it work? I, I don't know. Again, we'll have to see how the parts all fall into place. Uh, I would not be opposed to it, even though he doesn't walk a lot. He still takes a decent amount of pitches and gets himself in a position to hit. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach, hey Kiefer, what's up? Have we cheers to David Freeze? We have not. So to David Freeze, who retired after a great 11-year Major League career, the local product uh, provided us with the most electric moment in Cardinal baseball history in Game 6 of 2011. Uh, he's a man uh, uh, that we revere and we love. So to David Freeze, we raise our glass. I needed that break. Uh, Josh says, This is absolutely a step in the right direction no matter what happens. I think we're still talking about the lineup. I agree. Uh, love you, Mr. Hicks. You're the best. That's where I'm at right now when Mr. Hicks came in. Uh, STL Timo says, Has anyone talked about a Rosa right now about taking his manager public? Uh, on the slide. That's not aging well. Uh, about taking his manager public on the slide. no. so the other thing, we, we talked about this during Pad last week. We forget that there's a completely different culture from where he comes from in the leagues that he's played in. That's not unusual. Did, did it age well? No. Did he Does shit look like an asshole? Yes. Does Rosa Reina look like an asshole? Yes. The only difference is the public knows about that shit happening. That shit's happening all over the place. I'd be willing to bet that, uh, 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 the Washington Nationals manager gave a, si- a similar speech. Like, sure, it's not aging well. It doesn't look good. Everyone's talking about it, but who gives a fuck, really? I mean, does it really matter? No, it doesn't, it, you know? But I get what you're saying. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Love this stream, says Sam Ib. Hey, we love you too. Uh, Mary Shaw99, he says, I'm a high school dropout, so I can't spell. Yeah, me either. That's fine. Just keep bringing it out. And since I am dyslexic myself, Hopefully I can read what you're saying. Uh, Judge goes deep. There we go. Uh, Judge just went yard off of Burlander. I love it. Let let them kill each other. I like it. Uh, Let's blah, blah, blah. Uh, Josh says fans didn't show up because on paper it's kind of obvious which team is better. I don't like it, but I disagree I, there's more to it than that again it has a lot to do with the cold weather and some other bullshit, but they didn't show up for that reason. Look Cardinals fans have had worse rosters in the playoffs and packed that house uh, packed old Bush, which had more capacity so I, I disagree with that, that that statement I get where your mind's at, but I disagree with it uh have as muck have as muck says. I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's people not wanting to pay St. Louis City taxes. It, Trust me, it's partially a racial thing. I work, I live in the city and I work in the county, and I've heard everything you can imagine. Uh, Kyle 2020, I love it. I hung on Del Mar in June when I came down there. No problems on my end from Jay Dizzy. Yeah, so Del Mar is an awesome street with awesome things. They call it The Loop. One of my personal favorite uh, areas in the city. But The city has a ton of amazing uh, neighborhoods and stuff like that. Uh, it's the, everything north that ends up being an issue. It's called the Del Mar Divide. I encourage you. There's multiple documentaries written about it. You can read all kinds of information on it online. It's worth looking up. Uh, and it actually breaks your heart in regards to the uh, race relations in our city. Uh, Eric Thomas says, can you sing for us, Kyle? Uh, the best I can do is, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. That's as good as I can do right now. None of your business says, thought this was a sports talk show, not about racism. Look, we talk about everything. I wouldn't call this sports talk, I wouldn't call it anything. We're just here to talk about whatever comes up. Uh, I mean, we talk about pornography, we talk about fucking cheese. I've got a candy apple. A caramel apple with sprinkles right there that I can't stop staring at that I want to eat and rub all over my body and have every pad member come and eat off of me. But we'll probably talk about that again. I would imagine that's not the last time. The Ann and Pookie says, uh, she still has a job with 670, the score, after releasing the story saying the N-word towards Hayward. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Uh, Done Your Business says, how about you suck, you get benched, not sure why it goes back to racism. And again, that's that's the underlying point here. It's not that. It's that people are making it about that. Like, some guy tweeted about it. Somebody hit me up. I don't understand it. Uh, but those were my two cents, and that's what I said. Jack of a Bunch of Numbers says, High school in Alabama, and I've heard some stuff. You think you got racist? Exactly. Look, there's racist everywhere. It's bullshit. Uh, Slatimo says, Are you down with T. Willman? The Cards blew it at the trade deadline. Pitching is killing it. Uh, I, look, I I was very, very critical of the Cardinals at the trade deadline for not making their roster better. I thought they needed one more arm. The issue with the Cardinals is always that they, in their minds, they are at the top of how much money they're willing to spend. Uh, That's like $170, $175 million, which is exactly how much money they have committed to next year's payroll. So don't expect much in the way of an addition financially this offseason unless they move salary. So that's uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, I I think so. But I'm not one of these Cardinal fans that thinks that this is just on John Mazalak and Michael Gersh. To me, this is just as much on Michael Schilt. I think that the Cardinals have pieces internally that can jumpstart the offense. I think that they had those pieces in September, and those pieces did not get a chance. I think when Tommy Edmond, who is an infielder, although he's played a very good right field, even though he's taking terrible routes to balls, uh, when Tommy Edmond started getting running, run out to right field, uh, when he just should have been playing third every day, that was a step in the wrong direction when you had Lane Thomas already on the 25-man and Tyler O'Neill on the 25-man. Mike Schilt, has a bad, he does a bad job of managing his lineup. To me, Yes. Mo and Gersh fucked up by not making the team better at the deadline but it also goes to Mike Schilt who isn't putting his best players out there or giving players a chance to prove that they're the best player look I I look at that 2011 team and what do you see you saw Daniel Descalso taking over for Rafael for call you saw John Jay in center you saw Alan Craig taking over for Matt Holiday when Matt Holiday got hurt and they won a championship because of that It's not always about who the guys are that you slot into the lineup. It's about putting your best players out there to give your team a chance to win. And Mike Schilt does not do that. And now I'm getting fired up because that's something that really pisses me off and it's something I've been really cool about. But for three months now, Mike Schilt has not done that. He's managed to put Tommy Edmond in the lineup, but it's not in the right way. Uh, It was not in the right way during the regular season. It's been better in the postseason. But he does not do that. I believe the Cardinals have the pieces. I do. I think it's fucking nuts. I think I'm nuts. But I think the Cardinal have the pieces. I just think Mike Schilt's fucking terrible about managing them. End of rant. Uh, Jack means business. I agree. Uh, let's see. Watching pad while pooping. Yeah, that's the only way to watch pad. Josh says, obviously it's not apples to apples, but no one is worried about Machado. And he had the same year as Goldie. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. I get what you're saying. Kyle, I just took my shirt off. Good for you, VHS. I appreciate that. Again, if the Cardinals had won a game, I'd take my shirt off, but I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, Keeper Dean Roach says, I'm a gym. It's a Jim Beam night to you, Kiefer, uh, for your Jim your Beam and VHS for taking your shirt off. Especially you, VHS. Good for you. God, I want to rub my head on your shirt. On your chest is what I meant to say. Uh, Can I get a video? Uh, Yeah, Uh, Pat Cigar, tonight is my father, La Promisa. Uh, Just in case anyone is wondering, to Cigar Mike, Cigar Mike, thank you for being in here as you enjoy one of your vices, uh, a delicious cigar. I raise my glass of bourbon, one of my vices. To you, sir, thank you for being here for Pat. Uh, You're a good man. Slatimo says, really interested in your opinion on a Rosarena posting Schilt. Haven't heard it mentioned in media. No, look, it's been talked a lot about here in St. Louis. Uh, I hope that what I said a little while ago uh, uh, kind of like gives you an idea. But the truth is, I don't care. I think it's overblown. I think every manager talks that way. Uh, I do understand why there's an issue with people bringing it up and why it it is an issue. It's a kind of a violation of clubhouse protocol. But I don't care at all, man. Look, that's, that's just how they talk. And honestly, like, it's a cultural thing. Here in, L- here in the United States, it's a big, big no-no. But that's the kind of shit that, like, they do in the Mexican Winter League. It's the kind of shit they do in the the, the Cuban League. Like, hiding that shit, hiding those emotions. It's a very, very United States thing. Uh, it's not necessarily a, a baseball thing anymore. Although we, of course, as, you, as Americans, associate baseball with the United States. Uh, it's not. So it doesn't really matter. It's stupid. Yes, it never should have happened, of course. I doubt it ever happens again. But who really cares, you know? The, Mike Schill drops a bunch of F-bombs. Uh, it actually made me like him, other than just be indifferent to him. Uh, let's see. Maybe Randy will film batting practice. I like that. The Days of Lore. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Days of Lore? How are you? I really wish Schilt shook up the roster for this round. I agree. Uh, can we sign Freeze or what? Yeah, it'd be really awesome to have David Freeze get a chance. Now, that would be awesome. You know, the Cardinals take two of three in Washington. Bring it back here for St. Louis. Game six of the NLCS. Have David Freeze run out the first pitch. That's something that would be really awesome to see. Uh, the the anon poke says the first thing you've said and I've disagreed with. Uh, there is a God. Uh, I don't get what's going on. Eight holes seem to be feasting. Swanson and Michael A. Taylor. Maybe it's De Young's turn. Uh, I agree. I, look, I think that that hit was a good sign for Paul De Young. He seemed surprised that he made contact with it, which was funny to me. Uh, but hopefully, it's a step in the right direction for Paul De Young. If he goes on one of his, if he goes on one of his little tears, anything could happen with him. Uh, Love you, too, my man. That's right, Mr. Hicks. He says, him having to apologize took some of the wind out of them for a second. You might be right about that. I like where your head's at, Mr. Hicks. Uh, Jared Shane says, my future mother-in-law used to teach freeze music as a child. They both retired this year. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. To cool. That's to retirement. Uh, Cheers to retirement. Cracker Liquid, who, by the way, did a really awesome thing. And I believe his girlfriend uh, sent me a picture of... Uh, some, some prospects after dark represent and I raised my glass to Liquid Cracker that was really awesome, I was really flattered really humbled by that, thank you very much uh, Liquid Cracker asks did MLB, or Cracker Liquid rather tell Soto to stop crotch grabbing I don't know for sure, I don't know what happened there he stopped doing it, more than likely it was his manager or somebody in the clubhouse that told him to uh, I don't know for sure I don't believe it was MLB D Ludwig 479 says Kisner or Herrera better option for life after Yachty I think it all depends on when Yachty retires like I'm not one of these people who don't think uh, let me rephrase that because that's a terrible way of phrasing it I believe that Andrew Kisner could handle the job as soon as next year I think it would be fine the question is, how long is Yadi going to be around? More than likely, yadi's going to be around for another two years, at least next season. If not the next season after that, if not the next season after that, you just never know with Yadi. So I guess it's all about timing. I believe Andrew Kizner could be a very good everyday catcher, similar to what we saw to Carson Kelly this past year. Uh, and I think Ivan Herrera is going to be that same thing. Herrera is a hot shot. I mean, he's he's he went from being like a mid-tier prospect. Uh, to probably being a top 10 prospect in the organization. You'll see a lot of publications will probably put him in the top five. That's a type of, of, uh, uh, that's a type of movement that he's made as a prospect this past season. I think that they're both everyday Major League players. Uh, how good they'll be is up for question, and who replaces Yachty just depends on how long Yachty's going to be around for. Uh, Merv's Atomic Apple. Uh, no, here, I'll show you what it is. It's one of those ones that you get for a dollar. The, the Wacky Happy Apple. I love these things. I love look. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love sprinkles. They're amazing. I want to do the whole apple idea. I, I do you think we're in the same position as we are now if we got Castellanos? Pff, I don't know, man. I don't think Castellanos jumpstart this offense the way that a lot of other people do. You know, I think about Luke Voigt going to the to the New York Yankees, and I think about it being a perfect fit for him. That's how I feel about Castellanos going to the Cubs. I think he goes to the Cubs. Wrigley's a perfect fit for him. Uh, Maybe he's fiery enough. Maybe he is, uh, you know, a Carlos Beltran from all those years ago with the Astros where he just got so hot and no one could get him out. Maybe that happens. I seriously doubt it. I don't think he makes the team that much better. But one thing that we would be talking, we would not be talking about replacing him out in the outfield. The other thing about Castellanos is he's a terrible, terrible right fielder. Like, we talk about Jose Martinez as a bad right fielder. To me, Jose Martinez and Nick Castellanos are... On par with how bad of outfielders they are. So, uh, does it happen? I don't know for sure. But I don't think Castellanos makes the Cardinals that much better. Uh, at least not... I mean, sure, if he hits the way that he did with the Cubs down the stretch, that happens. But I don't think that, that happens at Busch Stadium. I, I just don't. Uh, if it happens on the road, it happens on the road. Uh, but, we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Coach Housley says, David Freese to start at third base the rest of the playoffs. I would love that. That would be an awesome, funny thing. Cracker, Lip- Cracker Liquid said... Never thought I'd miss Lane Thomas so much. It'd be nice to have Lane Thomas as an option right now. But the same thing about Lane Thomas is Randy Rosarena as Tyler O'Neill. Would Mike Schilt use him? Probably not. Uh, play your hot hands. It's really that simple from Josh. That should have been the modus operandi uh, uh, from the get-go, from the beginning of the season with the St. Louis Cardinals. Goldie should have played every day. Yachty should have played as often as he wanted to because you can't get around that. Probably DeYoung and Wong should have played every day. And then the hot hand should have been in the lineup non-stop. The top of the lineup should have changed depending on who had the hot hand. Uh, they didn't do that, and they almost blew it because of that. Coach Housley says, Schilt call not to play the young guys or upper management. My guess is that it's Schilt. Remember, John Mazelak has been very, very vocal about saying that if he brings a player up, He wants that player to play, but he also wants the manager to have the decision. So my guess would be that it's Mike Schilt. And Mike Schilt, look, there's one thing Mike Schilt definitely understands. uh, It's how not to lose the clubhouse. And one way to not lose the clubhouse is to start your veterans. Uh, Let's see. TJ Gilkey says, percent chance Cole or Rendon on the roster next year? I'm going to give it a big zero. So remember, like we said, if one of the two want to take big deferred money next year, that completely changes the conversation. Neither of the two are going to take big deferred money, so we might as well get it out of our hands, our heads, rather. Next year, the Cardinals' committed payroll is the exact same of what it is this season. The Cardinals have been reluctant to add on top of that, and if they're going to add on top of that, it's only going to be small little bits. So if Cole or Rendon. And then the year after that, when you take into account arbitrations and picking up option years, if they decide to pick it up, it's still right around 170. So I don't think the Cardinals are going to add salary. I don't think there's any way they do it. The Cardinals have $18 million committed to Matt Carpenter for the next two years. I think he more than likely gets a chance at third. So that kicks Rendon out. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals go after Cole because I think they're going to, they're not going to outbid the Yankees for Cole. They're not going to outbid teams that have money for Cole, are teams that are willing to spend money for Cole. So 0% chance. I don't think there's any chance that they have Rendon or Cole at the start of next year. Jay Clark says, uh, tell STL Sports Central that. Funny. Uh, Ethan Klusner, I don't even know who STL Sports Central is. Ethan Klusner says, on the bright side, looks like I will not be having to get a pad tattoo for my Wayno shutout. Good for you. I'm glad that you don't have to. Uh, Cracker Liquid says, do you think opiate use is an issue in the MLB outside of the Angels? You know, that's tough, That's such a tough thing to speculate on. What I know is that opiate abuse is rampant in America. And I don't think that that is... I don't think Major League Baseball is immune to that. You know, I don't think any avenue is immune to that. Like, any type of workforce is immune to that. You know, the opioid addiction is a real thing. It's loud in America. Uh, it's loud in rural America. And most baseball teams are you know are placed in cities so that kind of changes the dynamic there. But yeah, I think it's naive to think that uh, uh, there isn't more opiate use in baseball than we know in football, in basketball and soccer and all those sports. yeah yeah America has an opiate addiction. so it's reasonable to think that it's in the other sports. But it's also not fair to speculate that it is either, I guess. Josh, Goldie was probably flabbergasted by Schilt's language. Uh, he's too innocent. Yeah, I would imagine that Goldie like, turned around as Mike Schultz started cursing so he could pretend like he didn't hear it. Uh, Drake Man says, Seth Elledge and Ivan Herrera were both great in the Fall Stars game yesterday. Yeah, and Seth Elledge has been throwing strikes in Arizona, and that's the big difference. That is the big difference in between the struggles that he had in 2019 and how well he's done in Arizona. Really pulling for Seth Elledge. The Cardinals are going to need bullpen arms next year. Eric Thomas says, can we take a moment... To mention that Ashley did for my students. We talked about it last week, definitely. Uh, but Ashley, by the way, is kind of like partnered with, with Utz Snacks. Utz sent her a bunch of snacks because Utz is a great, a great company with great social media relations. Uh, Ashley asked people to donate a dollar or something, uh, uh, so that Eric could buy Utz Snacks for his, uh, his, his classroom. And it's worked out great. You guys provided a bunch of money. Uh, for, for that and uh, Eric's class is going to get a bunch of snacks because of it and that's amazing and uh, to charity and working for a better cause even if it's something as simple as snacks in a classroom Oh, VHS has posted pics of Oscar's body on a slab I can, I can picture him right now just fucking devastating Coach Osley says, at this rate, card sign Molina do a 10-year extension. Yeah, don't be surprised if something like that happens. The Days of Lore says, I don't want to think about life post-Yadi. You probably will never have to because you'll die before it happens. I'll die before it happens. Ethan Klusner says, Tim McCarver and Yadi should just flip roles when Yadi wants to retire. I'll be anxious to see how that all goes with Yadi. I can't imagine, like, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of role Yadi has within the organization after he retires. Uh, It'd be funny to get him in the the booth with uh, Benji and Polo. I think that would be an amazing thing to watch. Coach Hilesley says, what would the starting lineup look like if Stubby was in charge? I would imagine it'd be something similar. Now, in the minor leagues, when Stubby was the manager at Memphis, that lineup was constantly changing. People were constantly up and down the lineup. Uh, But that's not how it works in the major leagues. So I would imagine it'd be something similar. Uh, But there's no telling. There's no telling because managing in the minor leagues is different than managing in the major leagues. Keeper says, at this point, it's been almost eight weeks since Lane's injury. Wonder when he's healthy enough to play. So what was it? Uh, 60 day. Put him on the 60-day DL, uh, divided by 7. All right, I can't add. So 10 weeks, it would have been uh, uh, 10 weeks to get off of the 60-day DL. Now, the last time we saw him was like three weeks ago, and he didn't have a cast on his hand. Uh, More than likely, he's rehabbing it. He might have been ready to play come now, or the World Series time. He probably would be right now in the same situation as Waka is, where he could play, but probably better off he doesn't. Uh, Yeah, but again, it doesn't matter because there's no evidence to show that Mike Schilt would actually use Lane Thomas in this situation. Because if he's not using Randy Rosarena, then he's not going to use Lane Thomas, I don't think. Uh, Josh says, The argument could be made that opioid use would be worse among athletes because of injuries. Yeah, probably. And also wanting to keep the competitive advantage. Like we heard, you know, that was always the rumor with like Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds used steroids because he wanted to keep the competitive advantage. Uh, There's reason to believe that. But again, it's all speculation. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair or not. And to be honest, I'm kind of a rube. I'm a bit of an idiot and it's probably not fair for someone as dumb as me to speculate on something like that. VHS says, had a guy I work with go to rehab twice, once for Oxy, the other time for fentanyl. That poor motherfucker. Oh my god. Yeah, and so I'll, look, I'll be honest. I have, I have friends. I know people. Uh, not any coworkers that I know of, but I'm also a foreman or a supervisor, so I don't think that they let me know. But I definitely know people who are addicted to pills. Uh, because they're easy to get. Even now with the crackdown, and mo- they're easy as fuck to get. Uh, so VHS, I hope your, your, your coworker, Uh, your guy at work I hope he's fine I hope he's worked past those Uh, and I hope no one else has to deal with that because it's fucking miserable and just seeing it and reading about it and watching documentaries and hearing former you know former addicts talk about it is rough Keeper says MLB will be the last major sports league to allow players to smoke weed yeah probably probably well well, no so here's the thing Uh, taking a step back Keither. Keeper, rather. Uh, Major League Baseball allows their players to smoke weed. The Players in the MLBPA are allowed to smoke weed. Uh, They don't get tested for it. It's the MILB players that get fucked for weed. And they get fucked because they don't have representation. They're not part of a union. Uh, And that, you're probably right there. They'll probably be the last group of of athletes that aren't allowed to smoke weed. I I think you're right about that. Eric Thomas says, so cool, the best, that's all. I agree. Uh, Drake Man says, do you keep Helsley in the pen next year? He looked great this postseason. I would go to spring training... With everyone, using everyone as an option as a starting pitcher. Uh, Gant, Ponce de Leon, Helsley, Carlos Martinez, uh, anyone. Uh, Jake Woodford, uh, Angel Rondon, Johan Elby. Everyone goes to spring training with a chance to be a starting pitcher to fill in that fifth spot. And then I would backfill from there. What's going to happen? I don't know. You know they'll do that bullshit thing where everyone got stretched out. But then two weeks into the... Preseason, two weeks into spring training, it's just Carlos Martinez and like John Gann or some bullshit like that. But yes, I have been very, very vocal for the last couple of years that Ryan Helsey should be in the bullpen. I believe Ryan Helsley should be starting. Uh, or should, let me rephrase that. Should be, shouldn't be in the bullpen. I think he's good in the bullpen. I think he plays a very valuable role in the bullpen. But I've been very vocal about saying that Ryan Helsley would be a top three starter for this Cardinal team. I I would expect him to be more dominant than Dakota Hudson. Uh, that's just my two cents on the issue. The Cardinals would be better off having him in the rotation. Uh, Josh says, Helsley Gallegos could be devastating eighth and ninth inning guys in 2020. Looking forward to that. So the other thing I'll remind you about Giovanni Gallegos, who has been very, very good is sometimes relievers have one really, really good season and then fall off of the face of the earth. I understand your excitement about potentially having Gallegos and Helsley in the back of the bullpen next year. I'm excited about getting Jordan Hicks back when Hicks is healthy, whenever that might be. Uh, Hopefully he takes his time getting there. We don't want to take any chances with that. We want him to have big paydays in the future. want him to be healthy when he finally makes it. But all I'm trying to say is that sometimes we get overexcited, especially when it comes to relievers. And relievers have the shortest of short shelf lives. So I am big on Giovanni Gaios. I think he has a long-term success. Will it happen? I can't guarantee it. Absolutely not. And I'm pretty excited about that too. Jeff Newhouse just says Schrock? Question mark. Yeah, Max Schrock isn't going to be added to the forty man. He'll be exp- he'll be able to be drafted by uh, teams in the Rule Five draft, and more than likely, he never makes a major league debut with the St. Louis Cardinals. But we'll just have to wait and see. You know, he he had a good second half as compared to his first half last year, uh, compared to his twenty eighteen season as well. Hopefully, he can get his shit together. I like Max Schrock a lot, uh, but there isn't a whole lot of hard contact there. He's come a long way in becoming a pretty good. Defensive third baseman and a really, really, really good defensive second baseman, which are all positives, doesn't strike out a lot, but something needs to change in his approach. The problem with a guy like Max Schrock, Schrock who can make contact with everything, is that he tries to make contact with everything. He needs to be more selective on what kind of pitches he's hitting. Drake Man says, I have friends from high school that turned into drug addicts. Sad seeing them throw away their lives. Yeah, it's miserable. But it's also, look, as someone who's addicted to booze, uh, I can tell you, like, you get relief out of it and it's bullshit and it sucks, but like you look forward to it. It's it's a fucking shitty thing and I hope, and I wish them the best uh, and it sucks, but it's so easy for it to happen is all I'm trying to say there. I, I totally butchered the point I was trying to make, but like, you know, when it comes to booze or fatty foods or sugars, like we were talking about, cause I have it. what I'm really addicted to is sugar. Like sure. The booze is great, but I'm addicted to the sugar that's in the booze. I know that for a fact. I'm addicted to sugars. I love, I just love sugars. Sugars, sugars are my heroin. You can't get away from it. Like it consumes you. It consumes your thoughts, and it's easy to happen. All it takes is one thing. You know, I from April until August, I I didn't eat like I didn't eat shit. The minute I, you know, I, I I ate nothing but good foods. I took care of myself, and then the minute I started eating a little bit of sugar, it took over my life. And since August, I've been eating like an asshole. It's time to get back, but it's not easy because you immediately start thinking about the peanut butter M&Ms that are on the counter, and you start thinking about the cinnamon bears. and you start thinking about. Uh, uh, the happy apple, and I can't imagine what it's like for something that actually gives your body like full-on relief sensations, like like the opioids or drugs. I can't imagine, and hopefully it's something I never have to deal with. But I, as someone who has a predilection to addiction, uh, you just never know. Uh, let's see, uh, what high-dollar lefty reliever will we sign in ruin this winter from Coach Housley? It's going to be Brett Cecil. Remember, Brett Cecil's still on the roster. Uh, they didn't sign him. They won't sign him this off-season. Uh, But he'll be back, and we'll prove that we can ruin him even more than we already have. Josh says, if Gallegos isn't good next year, we flat out do not have a closer. I don't think the Cardinals will use him as a closer next year either. I don't know what's going to happen. Look, the Cardinals have a lot of bullpen options. They have a lot of pitching options for the bullpen. Uh, They'll probably bring in some uh, minor league free agent pitchers with the hope that they can fill bullpen spots. We'll wait and see. Look, Gallegos, I do not view as next year's closer. I don't know who I do. He's an important bullpen piece. And hopefully you can continue to do that. But the one thing I know about the bullpen is it's so unpredictable. To say right now that those pieces aren't there it's an easy statement to say. It's something that is absolutely true, especially if Gallegos can't pitch. But what I know is that somehow bullpens are formed on the back of players that come out of nowhere. And that could happen next year. So I get what you're saying, uh, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. But also, you're probably right. So take it for what it is. Uh, Slatimo says, you bet on C... Uh, your bet on C Mary's future with the cards. I don't. I don't know who C Mary is. I'm sorry. I'm gonna drink some water. Holy cow! Uh, C Mart. Uh, my thought is that the Cardinals. Remember, he's only worth like 11 million dollars next year, and that'd be a way to free up some money if you wanted to bring in another free agent. I don't think the Cardinals do. I think more than likely Carlos Martinez comes to spring training next year with a chance to start. Uh, I think he ends up finding his way into the starting rotation if his arm is strong enough. And I think he's some version of Carlos Martinez, the, the same version of Carlos Martinez we saw two years ago, or last season rather, before he moved to the bullpen is what I think. Uh, Ethan Kluser says, any reasonably priced 2020 free agents you got an eye on? No, I'm not there at all. Again, so the other thing about me is because I firmly believe the Cardinals aren't going to add much in the way of salary, I have spent very little time looking at the free agents. I just don't think it's going to happen, uh, but maybe somewhere down the line I'll do it. I started working on my position rankings within the organization, and that's where I'm focused on right now. Hi, Kyle. It's your cousin. Hi, Charlie. How are you, But We've missed you. Josh says, please, 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 please it's trade for Ken Giles. Should have got him for nothing at the deadline. Yeah, it'd be nice to have that arm. Uh, and Four Roses. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking too, Charlie. Just drinking your normal yellow label Four Roses. Uh, VHS loves that Four Roses. You love that Four Roses. I love that Four Roses. Charlie, thank you for being here. Slatimo says Cardinals' problem is good, not great, at every position. Even Goldie Flaherty, uh, uh, accepted. The exception is Flaherty. Uh, Goldie is not good, not great. He's he's above average. He's good. Uh, This is the Goldie we're gonna have probably for two more years. I would think. I don't think we're gonna see like a surge in Goldie. I think that this is the version of Goldie we're gonna have. Very very great player. Uh, uh, Not uh, better than good. I wouldn't say great. Better than good. Decent enough first baseman. Everything works out well there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, there were times when Paul DeYoung was better than good. There were times when Tommy Edmond had been better than good. I think Colton Wong is great when you incorporate his entire game uh, and hopefully his health. But your point is right. The Cardinals don't really have a whole lot of, like, standout talent, and that sucks. Uh, let's see. Uh, is Cabrera a reliever for good for G. Brown 512? I don't know for sure. Again, he's another one of the guys that I would bring into spring training with the chance to start. But I think more than likely his role will be as a bullpen arm. Uh, that seems to be where the Cardinals are pushing that. But remember, the Cardinals have Andrew, uh, Andrew Miller, Tyler Webb again next year. They'll have Brett Cecil working his way back. So, more than likely, I think you're talking about Genesis, or Genesis Cabrera rather uh, being a starter at AAA again, unless a lot of people get hurt. BR Shuff says, Kyle, what's your favorite non-Bush MLB stadium that you've been to? Well, I've been to Fenway, and I was at Old Yankee Stadium. I've been to Kauffman, uh, driven by Chavez Ravine. You know, I would say that Fenway. Fenway is an awesome stadium. It's really, really amazing. Just Fenway would be my guess. Uh, Martinez Hook says, I hope Carlos starts. Yeah, me too. I think that that's the best move for Carlos. I think that's what where his value is. I think that's where he's best suited. Uh, and hopefully an off-season of rehab and strengthening gets him in a position to start for the Cardinals next year. I think that that's the best thing for the Cardinals, too. Uh, What's up with Alex Reyes from Alex Hoff one So what's up with Alex Reyes is he's rehabbing his arm. He's trying to get strong and feel better for the 2020 season. What we always say about Alex Reyes here on Prospects After Dark is until he's pitching on a major league mound, we don't think about him, uh, we don't worry about him, and we just hope for the best. Uh, Right now, to me, Alex Reyes is Trevor Rosenthal, right? Uh, Trevor Rosenthal going through Tommy John, like... I, I don't have any preconceived notions about the role that Alex Reyes is going to play until I see Alex Reyes pitching and pitching healthy and effective. Uh, but until then, like to me, Alex Reyes is Seth Elledge. He's Brian Dobzhansky. He's just uh, Roel Ramirez. He's just a minor league pitcher that you're hoping for the best from uh, Josh says, but Carlos wants to stay in the bullpen because he's afraid to go broke, right? Yeah, that was fucking terrible. JT Vanderhaar says, what's the plan with Gomber and Woodford next year? Yeah, I w- again, Gomber, uh, he's spending this offseason getting strong. Uh, my guess is that Gomber f- goes through the same thing as we're talking about with Hennessy. It's more than likely with a chance... To be a starter, to be that fifth starter at spring training and go from there. Same thing with Jake Woodford. Uh, if Jake Woodford makes that adjustment, where he's commanding his breaking pitch, then maybe he ends up being the fifth starter. But I would think that that's if they stay in the organization, that's the role that they play next year. They're going to spring training with a chance to start uh, and be quickly uh, brought up to the majors if starters needed. Remember, Jake Woodford's going to be needed to be added. Jake Woodford is going to need to be added to the 40-man this offseason. He'll be added, no doubt about it. Uh, I miss uh, Drake Man says I miss Jeremy Hazelbaker to be honest. I wish his career went better as he was released by some Korean team. Yeah, it was. But again, you talk about how tough baseball is. That is a victory of a career for Jeremy Hazelbaker. He fought and fought and fought. Major made, made the major leagues. Had a great couple of months. Was a great bench bat for the St. Louis Cardinals. And that's that's the one percent success rate. People don't do that. That's really fucking tough. Uh, that's really fucking tough. And he did it. And it's a, it's a success. So at least he got that because you know what? The majority of people don't come close to doing that. Uh, Charlie says, I went and saw Joker, missed the beginning of pad. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, what's the consensus on the rest of the postseason? Anyone helpful? No, everyone wants to die. Uh, no one is happy about the way that things have gone, everyone is sad. Uh, we're starting to ask questions about if this season was a success. I know we've been asking questions nonstop, but it's a weird time in the NLCS to ask about seasons of success. Uh, yeah, it's bad right now, Charlie, but we're trying to stay realistic, real optimistic about it. Realistic and optimistic, but also kind of pessimistic about it, too. Odds ah, of Cardinals signed Rendon Cole, LOL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Coach Housley, am I the only person who would really like to see Carlos Martinez traded? No, a large portion of the, the, the population would like to see Carlos Martinez traded. I think it could happen. That's a nice little chunk of money that the Cardinals could free up if some team is willing to throw a bunch of prospects at it. Let me tell you what Carlos Martinez is from my vantage point he's a by low candidate I think that we all like the thing about Carlos Martinez is we think that we the Cardinals would be able to get a nice return for him and I don't know if that's necessarily the case he's been a good closer down the stretch he has a great pedigree as a starting uh, a starting pitcher but I don't think you could guarantee that you're going to get a team's top prospect for him or two of the top five prospects uh, and that's why I wouldn't trade him I know that's terrible uh, and again remember this time last week when we did prospects after dark not the one on Thursday or whatever day it was when we did prospects after dark during the L- NLDS, I was very, very down on Carlos Martinez. I thought he had flipped his fucking lid, uh, blowing kisses at Billy Hamilton and acting like an asshole to Ronald Acuna. Uh, but I, watching him in Game 4 get his shit together was a step in the right direction. Getting him a little bit of rest is a step in the right direction. I, I think you got to bring him to spring training. I think it's the best thing for the Cardinals to keep him in the starting rotation and figure it out from there. Get him back in the starting rotation and figure it out from there. Uh, I don't care if carpet's 200. I just want to see his, high, his huge OBP return. It depends on where he's hitting. Like, if he's hitting leadoff, then yeah, the OBP's good, I guess. But if all of a sudden he's hitting 8th, like, what good does it have to hit 380? You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's all important to me. The, the, again, I don't view average as one stat or on-base percentage or slug. To me, the, average, the slash line of average OBP slug is one stat so what I want to see is I want to see 250 plus I want to see 350 plus and I want to see 400 plus from him if he's doing that that's a positive that's important the 350-400 is important but also he needs to be getting base hits uh, the shift has changed him for sure uh, maybe trying to beat the shift is the best maybe bunting by the way that bunt in the his first at bat in game 1 was fucking terrible whoever called that is an idiot that was stupid 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 two outs and you're bunting right at a guy uh, that was Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible. Can't give away an out in that situation that early in a game. That was terrible. Especially not for the third out. Uh, if he's going to do shit like that, then I'm not happy no matter what he's hitting. Uh, G.G. Brown says Pittsburgh has the best stadium I've never been there I'd love to go Jack and a bunch of numbers says Why do so many people like Tyler Webb? I don't really like what he brings to the bullpen The reason people like him is because he's been effective Look, the Cardinals have had a lot of trouble with effective left-handed pitchers and I'm not a Tyler Webb guy I don't think he's particularly talented but he's effective and he's doing it I don't think a lot of people like Tyler Webb I think it's just for the first time in a long time we have a lefty who's actually successful and let's just step back and enjoy that Because it doesn't happen as often as we wish it did Drake Mann says Can you talk about how Tyler Webb has basically broken out this year? There we go, now we're talking PNC is the best, Camden Yards is second I would love to go to Camden, I would love to go to PNC I Haven't been to both uh, Let's see Ethan Klusner says Cardinals middle infield 2020 slash line prediction I don't know, uh, everyone hits 300 Everyone gets on base at a 400 clip, or a 40% clip And everyone has a slugging percentage of a million and a half Uh, G Brown says, any word on Gendry? Pitched one game and then disappeared. He pitched two-thirds of an inning, let up a run, and then disappeared. The last I heard is that he was pulled because of more arm discomfort. Wasn't exactly where he wanted to be. His velocity was down. Uh, what's happened since then? I don't know. I think the plan was to just get him strong and hope that he's ready to go in 2020. Uh, but it's tough to find out information about stuff like that, especially as the Cardinals go through minor league transitions, uh, uh, changing their coaching staff, their scouting system. Uh, a lot of the people that used to be my uh, some sources that I had are no longer a part of the organization or don't appear to be a part of the organization's future. Uh, let's see. Will Tommy Edmond get hella reps in spring training next year? Yeah, absolutely. Just like you know, Tommy Edmond got hella reps in this last. Uh, spring training. I think he and you know that they're both still on the roster, which I would expect them to be. I think they're both getting hella reps. Wish we had Springer. Yeah, me too. Top three edition subtractions from the 20. Uh, Mike, loving youth. I don't know what that is. Uh, top three edition subtractions for the Cardinals 2020. Well, the top three subtractions are Matt Wieders, Michael Waka and Marcelo Zuna. Who are the top three editions? I don't think we're going to see anything in the way of uh, the way of additions. Remember, we're talking about money with the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been very vocal this entire season about saying that they're 5th in payroll and 11th in income or some other bullshit like that. Uh, they don't like the proportion to which they're spending. And next year's payroll projects out almost exactly as this year's payroll. So I don't expect them to add very much in the way of anything. My guess is that you're talking about the three subtractions in weeders Ozuna, and Waka. And not much in the way of additions other than like people coming in on minor league deals. And potential minor leaguers finally getting a chance to play. Uh, and guys on the 25 man, like Lane Thomas, and Randy Rosarina and Tyler O'Neill. But we're going to have to wait and see. Coach Outley says, what's a PC way of dealing with idiot Cub fans talking trash now that we are down 2-0? The PC way is to just say, ignore them. Look, the thing about cockroaches is you can't always kill them. They don't die in a nuclear holocaust. But if you ignore them, you're going to be fine. Uh, no, look, the, the, you just ignore Cubs fans. Let them argue in, circle, in circles. Let them yell into the void. Remember, you don't have to engage people who are inferior than you. Uh, Benny Benny Chaos says, Anything change with the logjam and outfielders next year? More flexible guys around a la Edmund? So the Cardinals' flexible guys are already on the 25-man roster. They're already on the 40-man roster. You know, I... Uh, 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 Ramon Urias can play. Urias can play a little bit here and there. He hasn't played much outfield, but neither did Tommy Edman before he made the play. Before he made the major league squad, you know, he played two games in center field and never played there before at uh, Memphis before making his way into the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the logjam stays unless the Cardinals can find trade partners. I don't know how they make it work, but you know, sometimes Mike or um, John Musialik has a way of making that shit work. I think the logjam stays, and as far as like. Versatile players, you know. We'll see what they do with Edmundo Sosa, who's probably going to get a fourth option year. We'll see what happens with Tommy Edmond uh, and his versatility. Mike Schultz still loves Gyro Munoz. the The front office still loves Gyro Munoz. They view him as being more versatile than he actually is. Uh, so no, I think that I think what you're saying, what you're asking, uh, anything changed with the logjam? Sure, maybe one or two of those guys go, but I think there's still a logjam. Uh, and I don't see very much in the way of like extra versatile players. You know, Kramer Robertson, maybe he finds his way to the majors, but he's just a soft hitting version of Tommy Edmund. So you don't like that doesn't make the team any better. You know, I think more than likely you're talking about Edmund and Munoz once again. Josh says, Yachty had last word on whether or not Carlos gets traded. In my opinion, I agree. Charlie says, I'm sure this was covered already. Is the lineup the same tomorrow or do we see Jmart? mart I think you see Jmart. mart uh, Just how everything else changes is going to be really interesting who plays center is it Fowler is it Bader is it a Rosarena? I'm in favor of Reyna. more than likely it'll be Fowler who plays third is it Edmund or is it Carp? more than likely it's Edmund. uh maybe Edmund plays center I don't know maybe Carp plays third I don't know but yes I think you find Jmart mart in the lineup and how everyone else rotates around it is going to be interesting to see uh Josh says Wong bunting the lead off the ninth down two runs was worse I disagree I like what Colton Wong was doing there. I hate the bunt, but I like what he was doing there. The carp was, that, that carp bunt was inexcusable. I feel like Tyler Webb, I like Tyler Webb because he gets guys out. That's what we're talking about, VHS. Keeper Dean Roach says, I am a converted Tyler Webb guy. used to talk mad shit on him, uh, but I mean, he's done it, uh, like you said. That's it, Kiefer Dean Roach. I'm the, You and I are in the same boat. I used to talk mad shit on, on Tyler Webb, but he is doing it, and not a lot of people are doing it. Uh, Lucy Bird, hey Lucy Bird, what's up? Temperature is... is Temperature in 70s Monday and Tuesday in D.C. Beautiful days in D.C., man. I wish I could be in D.C. for that series. To Washington, D.C., one of my favorite towns in America. Uh, Jay Clark, 1999, says, Chances of Will Gwai becoming a, a big leaguer? Uh, Guay was a draft pick of the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2019 draft, and I'll be honest with you, I have not seen enough of him to field one way or the other. Uh, I've heard nothing but positive reports about him chances just like anyone else 9%. Uh there's a every draftee has a 9% chance of making the major leagues. Uh, if you're a first round draft pick, the, it goes up to like a 70% chance of making the major leagues, like a 30% chance of being an impact major leaguer. Other than that, like 9% of draftees make a major league debut. Not even a positive war major league debut. So what's his chances? <clears throat> Less than 10%. We'll have to wait and see. I'll do a little bit more we- research on Will and I'll try to dig a little deeper for sure. I don't know enough. I'm going to hold off on saying. I know he had a really, really good 2019 season after being drafted, and here's the hoping that it happens. Jack and a bunch of number says, "Do you think Munoz could be traded at some point for a subpar player?" Yeah, absolutely. I think Munoz could be traded for a subpar sorry, subpar player, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's one of Mike Schultz's guys. I think he stays on the roster. I think that was more than likely to happen if they weren't going to add him to the 25 man for the playoffs. But what we're learning is that to Mike Schilt, to the Cardinals, even if you aren't going to play him, he's worth a 25-man spot. So I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Maybe he's part of a deal uh, to make the Cardinals better in the long run. But I would be surprised. I think the Cardinals love him for whatever reason. And I don't don't hate Jairo Munoz. I like him. I like what he is. He's the Greg Garcia of this team, you know, a very limited role, and hopefully doesn't get you used very much, but still an important bench pad who can kind of move around if you need him to, although he's not the near the defender that Greg Garcia is. Uh, probably a better hitter than Greg Garcia is. Uh, but he's Jairo Munoz, you know? Uh, Mike Lovingeth says How about minor leaguers uh, loving up I don't know what that means uh, 2020 Carp comeback player of the year Goldie MVP, Flaherty, Cy, Yachty World Series MVP, Jesus Christ Talk about drinking the Kool-Aid Brown 512 says Ask Cub fans when they are playing Don't even ignore Cub fans Don't let them even know that you exist Why did Mejia and Singrani not make the postseason roster From D. Ludwig That's a great question uh, I. I, I your guess is as good as mine. It's almost like one isn't on the roster anymore, and or one isn't in the organization anymore, and the other one's hurt. Uh, but I can't, I can't confirm that. Uh, they're the better options, clearly. Uh, yeah, obviously Singrani's fucked, and that was a thing, and you get the whole deal. Uh, Lane Thomas, rookie of the year. That's funny. In my opinion, you got to get. Josh says, in my opinion, you got to get rid of really bad players. Yanks and Astros don't have guys like Munoz. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, the, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know what else to say. G Brown 512 says, saw Kramer Robertson at the bar in Austin a month ago. Hair is as greasy as it looks like on TV. It really is. That's a fact. Uh, Drake Man says, you think that we signed Singrani to a minors deal? I hope so. Like, again, I can't stress it enough. I will always be on board for bringing in as many arms as possible on minor league deals. Give me a 100 righties on minor league deals. Give me a hundred lefties on minor league deals and hope that one of them hits. Eventually, you will find one that's worth it. You know, maybe the Cardinals get a little out of Zach Ross Cup next year. Uh, I don't, I don't know. But yes, I would very much be interested in the Cardinals bringing me in Tony Cingrani. I hope something like that happens. I doubt it, but we'll see. Uh, Coach Hadley says one of my teacher's kids were just named to the USA baseball team. That's awesome! The Olympic baseball team, awesome. So to all my pad people, look, uh, we're about an hour and 20 minutes into Prospects After Dark. I'm probably going to shut this thing down. To all the pad people, it was a great episode of Prospects After Dark. I'm too sober for my own good. Remember, the Cardinals are only down 2-0. They take two games in D.C. and they come home with a strong chance of winning the series. Let's not get down. Let's be realistic. The hitting has sucked, but the pitching's been good. Hopefully Mike Schilt opens his damn eyes and makes right decisions. So to my pad people, I love you. You're the best. The absolute fucking best. Josh says, am I the only one who sees Henesis as an absolute star? So the whole absolute word makes it tough for me. I don't view him as an absolute star, but I think he has a dynamic arm that will make him really interesting. I've said it about Henesis a lot. To me, Henesis is this generation's Jaime Garcia. Uh, B.R. Shuff says, I'd sign you to a minor league deal, Kyle. I like that, B.R. Schuff. I, uh, I'll play for you. Oh, a lot of... Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and then, of course, the last thing we always do at Prospects After Dark... Oh, looks like a left-handed Carlos head case. Oof. He's not a head case. I will say that in the DS, Carlos Martinez made an ass out of himself. I don't view Carlos Martinez as a head case. I think that's a lot of people projecting their own head caseness onto Carlos Martinez, but I get what they're saying. Uh, great show. Thank you very much. So I'm going to pour a little bit more in my glass after I got done with the pad people. To all of my people at Birds on the Black, again, Stu Styles does the amazing game recaps. Nicholas Childress does some awesome stuff too. He's been doing a YouTube page. Check that out. And chill. He's the best. Uh, Tara and Alex, Tara Willman and Alex Krissafulli who do chirps. Hopefully Tara and I can call some Cardinals games using that high, Hot Mic app next year. Really excited about that potential. Uh, hopefully that's something we get to see. Uh, Zach Gifford, who's doing a little bit more writing. Ben Cerruti, who's doing a little bit of writing. Uh, and then of course, the, the god, the godfather of Birds on the Black, uh, Cardinal's Gifts, who is my brother from another mother who I love with all my heart. Hopefully next time we pad, you have your shirt off. If the Cardinals get a win, the next time we pad, we'll take the shirt off. Wait, what's a hot mic app? It's something, we'll get into details about another pad, but hopefully it's something that works out. To all my Birds on the Black family for which I feel privileged to be a part of, I raise my glass. I'm here to fight people throwing around the word headcase. Me too. You know, so here's the thing. Uh, as we talk about headcase real fast, I'm going to end Prospects After Dark on this. I was, just three years ago, one of those people to throw around the term headcase. And I thought it was okay for me to throw the term headcase around, uh, to throw the term headcase around because I've always viewed myself as a headcase. I've said it a lot, Man, I'm a headcase. I'm such a fucking headcase. But you know what? I think that just like as we start to learn more and more about mental health like we need to be more aware of exactly what that means. You know, what is a headcase? You're talking about somebody who's trapped in their own head and can't get out of it. Like there's times when Carlos Martinez doesn't have it and he looks bad and we call him a headcase because he can't reach in and find the strike zone. I don't think it's because he's a headcase. I just think he doesn't have it. I will say during the NLDS he made a fucking ass out of himself. Made an ass out of himself. I don't know if that was connected to whatever he's dealing with. Uh, But he made a fucking ass out of himself. No getting around that. I hope he's okay. You wish the best for him. But uh, throwing the word headcase around is only, uh, it's so narrow-minded. Even if you consider yourself a headcase. You know, like a while back, a while back on pad, and I deleted the pad because of it. I said the word retard. And I was talking about my head, my own head. Now, I've always called myself a retard. Always. Always. Like, I never say it out loud. I say it to myself, about myself, a lot. And it's something I'm trying to get over. Using that word is not okay. Uh, saying that shit is not okay. You know, it's about finding the right balance and all, in this crazy world without, without making people feel smaller than we already feel, because we all feel small, even the alphas. It's a fact. You cannot feel any other way in this big world. Uh, so all I'm trying to say is like, let's be smarter about the words that we choose. Headcase is such a, a big word uh, it's such. A, let me rephrase that. Headcase is such a small word for such a big thing. Let's be more specific about how we're defining it. Uh, let's be more less. Let's be less generic. Was Carlos Martinez an asshole? He was an asshole on the NLDS. Whatever caused him to be that way, he was an asshole. Uh, what led up to that? I don't know. Has there have there been times when he doesn't have it? Yeah. Are there times when he looks disinterested? Maybe. But is it really disinterest or is it just frustration with not having it? We don't know. We don't know these things. And I think there's some value in addressing the fact that we don't know what's going on. What we need to do is find the answer to what's going on instead of assuming that we know what's going on. So, uh, again, as I say, I call myself a head case. Uh, Wasn't that when a mother figured... Wasn't that when a mother figure in his uh, his life died? Yeah, that's the rumor. Uh, I don't know for sure, though. Uh, so again, uh, 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 real Bo Barton, to all of us, and again, I, I, it's something I'm trying to get out of the habit of, so it's gonna be a weird thing to cheer to, cheers to. But to all of us who feel uh, like we're head cases, to all of us who feel trapped inside of our own heads, making things worse for ourselves inside of our own heads, I raise my glass and I would ask everyone uh, who isn't raising their glass to remember that like life is small and it's short, and all we're all trying to do, all, all of us are trying to do is find meaning in it towards us. Uh, don't forget that when Carlos Martinez goes up there and throws. He's trying to do it too. He's just finding meaning on a mound. So uh, that's all I got to, uh, to all of you guys. I love each and every one of you. Birds on the black, pad people, you're the best. And that's all I've got. If you watch this, if you're listening to this, you're a part of the Reese resistance. Uh, enjoy the Cardinals playoff run. Look, even if they don't get more than five hits tomorrow, three hits tomorrow, one hit tomorrow. They're in the NLCS. They're one of the last four teams playing. Let's enjoy it. Let's have fun with it. Let's screw around with it. Are they bad? How about instead of getting angry about how bad they are, we get funny about how bad they are. That's going to be my approach for the next three, five, seven days, depending on how long it lasts. So, uh, if you watch this, if you're listening to this, you're a part of the resistance. I love you. I know we got a little bit heavier tonight than we normally do. Uh, But, again, you're part of the resistance. Uh, And, and as always, family, happy hunting. Remember. I am not content with how well the Cardinals, how far the Cardinals have made it to the NLCS as we enter the playoffs, but I am happy that we are here. I think that that's probably a healthy way to do it. So again, the resistance, you are strong. I am forever grateful for you, and as always, family happy hunting.